I want you to stand with me tonight, if you will. I'm, I'm going to need your help tonight. Church, are you willing to help me? I'm going to see if you are. I've worked today on this and tried to get some of this information together. I've never preached along this line, never preached this ever before. And uh, I want you to really bear with me. I, I want to do, do a little bit different preaching than I've ever done, I guess. But I want to share something with you tonight. I feel like that God wants to speak to somebody in this service tonight. How many have ever, you've ever been in the valley? We got anybody like that around here? If you'll be honest, I don't believe there's an individual here. I can't say, Brother Turner, I, I've never been in the wilderness. I believe we've all been there. Amen. But you know, some folks never make it out. They die in that wilderness. I said they die. Spiritually, I mean in that wilderness. And they never make it back. If you have your Bibles, turn with me tonight to 2 Samuel. 17th chapter, verses 15 through 16. I came in contact with some information concerning the great eagle. The Bible, you know, often mentions the eagle. In fact, the saint of God is likened unto one in Isaiah 14 and 31. When it said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Liken the saint of God unto that great eagle that waits upon the Lord, that's lifted up. This minister who studied eagles, an old-fashioned gospel preacher, Studied eagles in various countries throughout the world, the Australian eagle, and I believe the eagles of the Philippines and so forth, and especially the great American eagle, the bald eagle, the golden eagle. And I, I, I feel like tonight what the information that came from this man, I want God to help me in relating this to you. And I just pray that it will be a blessing to someone in this service tonight. I'm going to be reading my text from the story of David and Absalom. David had reigned, become king, and was reigning in Israel. He had a son, a very handsome, charismatic young man by the name of Absalom, who somehow stole the hearts of the people in David's kingdom, and who rose up against his own father, against his own flesh and blood, and was out to do anything that it took to get the throne, even killing his own father, if he had to do it to get the throne. We find that David, king of Israel, anointed of the Holy Ghost, ordained of God, we find him here in this chapter on the run. He's left the throne. He's left the palace. He has run out in the night to escape the wrath of his son Absalom. I've got to think about that, friend. A king on up in years. I think about 57 years old maybe at this time. 
Absalom on his trail. And here he's getting counsel from two different individuals. And Hushai, who was a friend of David, when he gives counsel to Absalom, then goes and sends a message to David. David and Israel, his followers are camped out in the wilderness. And Hushai realizes, outside of God's intervention, that if David and his people remain in the wilderness, that surely they will meet their doom and will die if they don't rise up and flee and get out of the wilderness. Verse 15, Then Hushai said Hushai unto Zadok, and unto Abathar the priest, thus and thus did Ahithophel counsel Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and thus have I counseled. Now therefore send quickly and tell David, saying, Lodge not this night in the plains of the wilderness, but speedily pass over, lest the king be swallowed up and all the people that are with him. Verse 22. Then David arose and all the people that were with him, and they passed over Jordan by the morning light. There lacked not one of them that was not gone over Jordan. I want to preach tonight with God's help on this thought. Don't die in the wilderness. Don't die in that wilderness. Would you point your hand in this direction? Pray for me tonight, Father. As I said tonight, I want to preach for a few minutes on don't die in the wilderness. I believe that every child of God, and under the sound of my voice that's gathered here tonight, surely realizes that there are wildernesses as far as spirituality is concerned. We don't understand why the child of God, uh, you know, sometimes we think we don't anyhow, why we go through these times when it seems like we're in that hot, burning, barren desert, that wilderness of this world out there, when it seems like that God's a thousand miles away, and we become so weak and so so uh, under, you know, so afraid, uh, uh, you know, I've even seen people get under depression within the church and you don't understand what's happening to them, what's taking place. Uh, I've seen them sometimes, you know, just remain there and you'd like to go over and shake them and say, hey, you, you don't have to be in that condition. You don't have to remain there like that. Get up. Get up out of that wilderness and get a hold of God and get a touch from God because you realize, I know that your pastor, how often he sees that with in his own church and he realizes that of those that are in that situation that if somehow they don't touch God and get up that they're going to lose out that one day he's going to come into the service into the church and they're not going to be there they're going to give up they're going to fall by the wayside listen to me friend I, I heard this information I got this on the great eagle amen about how that these eagles you know they say 
that an eagle is to be from one from 60 to 100 years old. And they say that somewhere in the midlife, in the mid-years of an eagle's life, that they go through what they call the moping period. Now, they don't know why they do this. They don't know what brings it on. No more than we know sometimes why that we have to go through trials or why that we go through these times and these seasons of, of, of seeming life that we're just not where we want to be spiritually. But it said that eagle goes through these types of seasons called the moping period. I heard where this great preacher who studied the eagle, how that he was preaching in an Indian by the name of Tacoma. An Indian came up to Tacoma, had given his life, dedicated his life to the study of the great eagles. And he said, preacher, I heard you talk about this and said, I know that you've had to study them to be able to know so much about them. And said, preacher, I'll be there early in the morning to get you. Said, you know that the eagle goes through the moping period, don't you? And he said, yes, Tacoma, I do. He said, do you know why? He said, no. He said, well, I'm going to show you. And he said, I'll get you in the morning. They got in the Jeep, went out to what they called Eagle's Bluff, was a mountain. And when they got out there, they counted 33 different eagles soaring around in that great sky. Oh, beautiful sight. And, and, and the Indian finally said, but preacher, that's not what I brought you to see. Get in. And he said, we rolled down a little winding path in and out of trees and we finally got down where? He said, down within those mountains was a vast wilderness. It was a barren place. It was a wilderness down there. And said, when we finally parked the Jeep, we had to walk about two miles in the woods. And said, when we got to where we was going, said, I saw a very sad sight. Said, I saw five eagles there and said they were in the worst condition that I'd ever seen. Said they were going through the moping period. They were middle age at their life and they were down in that wilderness there going through that moping period and said they were the saddest shape and said I walked over in Tacoma said preacher pick one of them up and the preacher said but Tacoma you know even a sick and a weak eagle could hurt you real bad with his, with his claws and he said, no, sir, preacher, these eagles are in such bad shape, they cannot hurt you. He said, I picked them up and their head just drooped over like you'd run their necks. They were so weak, they were not able to even hold their heads up. And said, I looked at their feet and said that they were so swollen and bruised from walking around on that wilderness floor on the ground and the rocks and the stones. And he said that powerful, strong eagles always around their eyes. They're real wet. He said, because an eagle can cry. An eagle can weep. But he said, I noticed that around the eyes of these eagles, they could not cry. They were real dry. He said, they were in such a state, that Indian said, they're in such a state of depression, preacher, that they can't even cry anymore. They cried so much. And they're in such a sad shape that they can't cry. I thought about that and I went and found a scripture that I had in some of my notes where David, he might have been in this very situation of life. Um, you think about your own boy that you love that you rocked on your knee turning against you after your own life trying to take the kingdom from you. Oh, David cried out in one of his darkest hours when he was in that wilderness and he said, save me, oh God. He said, for the waters are coming under my 
soul. He said, I sink in deep mire. He said, where there is no standing. He said, I'm combed into deep waters where the floods overflow me. He said, my throat is dry. You see, these eagles couldn't even cry out anymore. They couldn't even call out any longer. Amen. He said, mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. David said, I've cried till I can't cry no more. He said, my eyes are dry. He said, I'm waiting on God. I'm in this wilderness. God, I've never been in such a sad shape. Where are you, Lord? Help me, Lord. He said, I pray till I can't pray anymore. He said, I've never seen such a sad sight. And he said, I said, Tacoma, what's going to happen to these eagles? He said, preacher, we're going to find out. He looked at his watch and said, it's about time. We better hide. And he said, what do you mean? He said, you're going to see something, preacher, in a minute. It's going to bless you. And he said, we got over there in the bushes and was hiding. And said, all of a sudden, I heard the flap of wings. And said, I looked up and saw eight big old strong eagles. Amen. Coming over in a straight line. And he said, preacher, the Indian said, preacher, do you see that? Those are old eagles. They're not young eagles. They're old eagles. They've already been here before. But they climbed that mountain and got out of this wilderness. They've been here once before. And said, preacher, look at them. See what they've got. He said, I noticed they had something in their claws. He said, preacher, he said, that's rabbit and squirrel. They got there. And the preacher said, I watched them as they flew over and they dropped these chunks of rabbit and squirrel down to these five eagles down there. Remember, they were so weak. They couldn't kill anything to eat. They couldn't get out of that wilderness on their own. But thank God here had been somebody that had been down there before. They'd been where they was. And somebody had fed them. Somebody had helped them. My God, think about it. I'm going to tell you something, friend. What I, what I I see in the church today bothers me. We find people that get down spiritually and we've got these all super spirituals that want to shove them on down, push them on down. What we need to be doing is realizing we've been in that wilderness. We've been where they are. We've been where we couldn't pray. We've been where we couldn't feel God. And somebody come along said, I'm praying for you. I'm trying to lift you up. Thank God. Oh, could you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. How many has ever had anybody to lift them up? Oh, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I tell you, I've been there. Did you hear me? I've been in that wilderness. I said, I've been in that wilderness. I couldn't hardly help myself. I, I so low, brother. But thank God somebody came by. Somebody said, I'm praying for you. Somebody said, I, can I help you? Somebody said, can I do anything for you? Can I lift you up, son? My God, what can I do? Oh, hallelujah. I've gone to church. I said, I've gone to church. In that great eagle, in that pulpit. Thank God. He came out with that meat. He laid that word of God out there. And I've got a hold of it, thank God. Oh, can you say glory? <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I feel God. <laughs> Anybody feel God? Oh, if you're feeling raise your hand, just wave it at me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
He said they dropped those big old chunks of meat. When they dropped those big old chunks of meat, two of those eagles saw it. And they hobbled over there where it was and began to eat on it. They began to eat on that meat. Oh, hallelujah to God. Amen. Said old Tacoma was over there in those bushes just to jump it up and down. Said, yeah, eagle, eat that meat. You, you, you put forth an effort. You've made up your mind. You're not going to die in this wilderness. You're going to eat that meat. You're going to get out of here. You're going to climb back up that mountain. You're not going to die. Hallelujah. Oh, listen to me, friend. I believe in this church, as many of you out there that are visiting may have that great eagle in the pulpit. Thank God when it gets and he opens up the bread of life when he puts out the meat you may be low you may be in that wilderness you may be as gone as far as you can go but thank God he puts the meat out you sit there many times like the other three and you never make a move to get it you don't put forth an effort to eat you don't even try anymore I said you don't even try anymore you just won't go forward you just won't try to get stronger but if you'll do like the two eagles did if you get that meat if you eat it if you hide it in your heart the next thing you know you'll feel something turning over in your soul you'll feel strength coming back to that spiritual man then you'll realize I'm ready to come out I'm going to come out of this wilderness I'm not going to die I'm not going to die I'm not going to die Hallelujah! I'm not gonna die. <laughs> well, glory! I said glory! <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Praise God! Hallelujah! Those other eight eagles flew on down and encircled these. And there's a hollering at them. You know what they were saying? Didn't take much to figure that out. They said, come on. You can do it. We've been down here where you are now. Eat that meat. <laughs> Eat that meat. You don't have to die in this hero, this wilderness. My God, eat that meat. They gathered around them, encouraged them. Eat that meat. You don't have to die. Oh, thank God. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory, 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 glory to God. Let me tell you something, friend. I, I know we've all been there. I repeat that again. I know that we've all been there from the, from the pulpit. I want to tell you the pulpit is not a man somewhere where a man stands behind it. He He's not a man with an armor on. He's a man just like you and I are out there tonight that are men. Come on now. That that lady in that parsonage, she's not some super-duper super Christian, a man that, that is insensitive 
the problems of life and the valleys and the wilderness of life. Amen. Oh, listen to me. We've all been there. I said we've all been there. But thank God for somebody that came along. Somebody said, hey, you don't have to die in that wilderness. My God, you can get up. There's a way out. Hey, you know, preacher, others have made it. Others have been there. Others have got up and got out of that thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I meet people all the time in that wilderness. Amen. You know one of the great joys that I have in my ministry? It's not my ministry, it's God's. You know what one of the great joys is that I have, Brother Smith? Amen. There's, there's a lot of battles, a lot of problems. I like things to work different sometimes. I'm going to tell you, when I go to a church, I go to that church and I see people preach. I see them get in those altars and they come say, Brother Turner, you just don't know how much that message meant to me tonight. Oh, they weren't bragging on the preaching, friend. There was something God gave them out there. It's talking about that word. You just don't know how low down I was. You just don't know. I just couldn't feel God anymore. You just don't know, preacher, how close I was just to calling it quits. I just seemed like I couldn't carry on anymore. But thank God. Let me tell you something, friend. It's up to you and I tonight. We can sit around. I've also seen people that I knew that needed a touch from God. They could be at a Holy Ghost service and you would think, Surely they'll get up and go to that altar. Surely they'll get in this tonight. You know they're about gone. They've just about given up. You know that they're just about dead spiritually. And you'll be in a good service. They'll never make a move. They'll never go to that altar. And you think, my God, what's the matter with you? What's wrong with you? Surely you don't want to die in that wilderness. Surely you don't want to stay in that condition. But in spite of all that we can do and all that we can say you can lead them to that meat but you can't make them eat it you know David one also one of the greatest trials of his life he was on the run from Saul he had wife back then you know they had more than one had wives two wives and children his Faithful companions that had stuck with him through thick and thin had their wives and children to zigzag, their homes, their possessions. They came back off the battlefield one day and the whole city was burned to the ground. There wasn't one child, one wife, one nothing there. It's all gone. I believe it was the Amalekites, I'm not sure, that had come along and had taken everything, all their possessions and killed or taken everything that they had and burned their city to the ground. Can you imagine being there? I'm going to tell you, that's the wilderness if there ever was one. You go home tonight and you find that home burned to the ground. Hear me now. You go home tonight and find maybe that loved one's been taken out of this world. I'm going to tell you, that's a, that's a wilderness, I'm sure, 
that few can feel for you about. Few just don't know, amen, the, the, the hurt and the anguish that you're experiencing while you're there in that situation. But oh, when David got there to beat it all, not only did he lost everything, but his fellow companions talked about stoning him. They said, let's get rid of his fault. Pick you some stones up. Kill him. Get rid of David. They, they, the Bible said they wept till they could weep no more. I'm talking about grown men that took a sword and whips maybe several hundred soldiers. Just one man. That's what kind of men that David had in his army. Great men of Baylor. Great men. Thank God that had the power. Amen. And strength of many men. But here they were. They were weeping till they could weep no more. And they were ready to stone David. He was in that wilderness. You know, he could have said, well, go ahead and kill me. Or, you know, do this or do that. I'm giving up. But you know what it done? The Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. Thank God. When he began to encourage himself in the Lord, he got up. He started walking out of that wilderness. He started climbing back up that mountain. And when it was over with, he had recovered everything that was lost. Preacher said, oh, Tacoma, that Indian led me over and said, took me over and showed me 27 graves, 27 crosses. He said, Tacoma, what is this? He said, Preacher, that's 27 eagles I've buried that never made it out of this wilderness. They wouldn't eat that meat. They wouldn't put forth an effort. And they died. And he said, Tacoma, what's going to happen to those three eagles over there? He said, Preacher, they're going to die here in this wilderness. They're going to die here. They're not going to get out. Oh, let me tell you something. He said, we went back there. When I went back to that motel. And he said that Tacoma called him on Friday, I believe it was, and said, Preacher, those three eagles died this morning. And said, I buried them along with the rest of them. Said, they died this morning. But said, you know those other two eagles that eat that meat? And the priest said, yes, Tacoma. He said, one of them's already got up the mountain. He's already got up there on this rock. And said, he's shedding everything. That, that's hindering him. Amen. They said while they're down there in that wilderness after they'd eat that meat and begin to feel strength, those eagles got out there where that sunlight was shining through those trees. They was just a jumping. They're knocking those old feathers out of the out of the system, you know. They're just a jumping and, and, and sharpening their claws and getting strength. And he said he's one of them's already made it up that mountain. Another one's already started up it. Preacher, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. And said, I, I'm going to come over. I've got something else I want to show you. And then said, I want to show you uh, something that I've seen over there. It's going to be a blessing to you, preacher. And he said, I want to show you Tannikin. And he, and he said, who, who's that Tacoma? Who is Tannikin? He said, preacher said, he, he's a young eagle. He said, just a few weeks ago, he was down there, or a little eagle, not a young eagle, but a little eagle. And he said, just a few weeks ago, he was down there in that wilderness with them. And said, but you know, he eat that meat. Some some eagle flew over and dropped him that meat and he ate it and said he, he's already back up on that mountain.
mountain preacher and said, I, I, he said to Coma, we saw 33 eagles flying around out there. How in the world are you going to know where that eagle is? Which one he is? He said, I know, preacher. He said, besides that, I know where his rock is. I know where his rock is. Do you know where your rock is tonight? Oh, hallelujah. He climbed up out of that wilderness. He got on that rock. My friend, I believe Jesus is that rock, don't you? I believe we can climb out of that wilderness and we can get on that rock. Thank God. He said, besides that preacher, it's his prayer time. He said, what in the world are you talking about is prayer time? He said, oh yeah. He said, remember, he was down there in that wilderness. He was a dying. He was in that moping period. And, and he was, he wasn't going to make it. But said, he got out of that thing. He got out of there. And said, it's his prayer time, preacher. And he said, Tacoma pulled out a real long telescope. He went to looking around here and there and said, finally spotted that rock. And here Tennekin was, that little eagle that he had named over there. And he said, come here, preacher, look at this. And that preacher said, I got over there, looked through that telescope. Said, just as close to him, you know, just like us right there. And said, I looked at that little eagle on that rock. And said, I looked. And the tears were streaming out of its eyes, down into its feathers. They are just a gushing out of its feathers. And said, that little eagle had its face right up looking toward the face of God. Oh, hallelujah. That he was looking right up toward the face of God. And said, he was a crying, looking up there. And said, that little eagle, you could hear him. He was going, woo, woo. And the preacher said to Coma, is he doing what I'm thinking he's doing? He said, yes, preacher. He's a shouting. He's a thanking God. He's thanking God that he didn't die in that wilderness. He's a thanking God that somebody came along and gave him that meat. He's a shouting. He's a thanking God that he didn't leave him down there. That he didn't die there. That he got out of there. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> mm. That preacher said that Indian had to stand between me and that cliff. <laughs> I, I was just about to get off of there. Amen. That he had to stand between me. Said that eagle did that for about 20 minutes. He's on that rock. He's a thanking God. He, amen. Oh, preacher, you, you, you're getting too out of bounds. Oh, listen to me. I'm going to tell you those, uh, those birds know who their creator is, friend. I said they know who their creator is. Thank God. He's a thanking God, thanking him that he didn't die there in that wilderness. Then, the, then he said that he took off. He began to fly. He was a soaring all over that place. He was free. And he said we was on our way back home. Back to the motel. And said all of a sudden that Indian got to crying. That he pulled over that jeep and got out and got to shouting there by the side of the road. And said I jumped out and said Tacoma, what's wrong? What you see in Tacoma? What's the matter? What's going on? He said preacher, I just got a vision of Tannikin. I just got a vision of that eagle. What did you see, Tacoma? He said, well, he said, I see him. And I see when it gets stronger. I see when his claws grow back out. I see him when it gets more powerful. He's going to be flying around. He's going to remember that wilderness again. He's going to remember how he was down there. He was going to remember that he was a dying. He was going to remember that somebody came by and dropped that meat. And preacher, I see him now. 
He's a flying over. He's got him a rabbit. He's tearing it to pieces. He's ahead into that wilderness. He's going to go down there. He's going to drop that meat. And he's going to say, come on. I made it. I got out of that wilderness. You can make it. Well, somebody say, praise the Lord. Somebody say, glory to God. <laughs> well, how God, you make it. I said you make it out of that wilderness. How many believe you make it tonight? You don't have to die. I said you don't have to die. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I said I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I feel like maybe there's some folks here in that wilderness. I, I feel like maybe that you're there and you're, you're just about gone. You can't even hardly cry anymore. You feel like you're a thousand miles away from God. You feel like if the rapture took place, maybe you might not even go. Oh, listen to me. A thousand demons are screaming, there's no hope. You'll never get out of this wilderness. You'll never get the strength to get back up to that mountain. But friend, listen, God always makes provision for His own. I said God always makes provision for His own. He said before they call, I will answer. While they're yet praying, I will here. Hallelujah to God. He'll make a way tonight. When you get up, you'll wake up tonight and you'll say, I'm not going to die in this wilderness. I'm not going to die down here. I'm not going to stay. I'm going to eat this meat tonight. I'm going to get up to the table of God. I'm going to pull my feet under His table. I'm going to eat that meat. I'm going to get a hold of God. I'm going to lay aside everything that would hinder me and I'm going to start back up that mountain. It's a long way. It's a hard road back of it. But one day I'm going to get on that rock. I'm going to get where I used to be. <laughs> I'm not going to die in that wilderness. So I'm not going to die in that wilderness. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 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 You don't have to go any farther. You don't have to live another day down there in that valley. I said, you can get up. You can leave here shouting. Your face pointed up toward the Almighty. I thank in your God that He didn't leave you in that wilderness. You can leave here tonight thanking God that you didn't die down there. By His great provision and grace, He made a way you to get out. I said He made a way for you to get out. I want you to stand with me tonight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Did the pain come and pray for me tonight that... Uh,
this softly. I want to give everybody an opportunity. I don't want to cut any musicians out, but I want to give everybody. Sometimes we call all the musicians up at the church and maybe somebody wants to pray. If you don't feel the need to pray tonight, then you come, you come play. I know what it's like. Amen. To wonder. You, you may have never been there like that. To wonder. How in the world am I going to make it? Well, have faith. I'm going to tell you. You can get down so low. So low. Sometimes you feel so weak. You got to have somebody to come by and help you up. God's always got somebody. Those three eagles, they wouldn't even try. They wouldn't put forth an effort. They wouldn't eat. They wouldn't do nothing. They give up. They give up. And he buried them there in that wilderness. They didn't have to die there. They didn't have to die there. They could have eaten that meat, climbed that mountain, they could have made it. I wonder tonight. Just how many? Say, preacher, maybe you're not that low, but you'll say, I'm in the wilderness. I'm there. I'm not backslid. I've not quit God. Preacher, I need somebody to help me tonight. I need, I need the Lord to come by. That spiritual touch. If you'll reach out, He'll reach out to you. He'll not force Himself on anybody. He'll not make you get out of that thing. If you want out, He'll show you the way. He'll make the way. If you're there tonight, why don't you come on? Come on. I'm not going to die. I refuse to die in that old wilderness. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up.